Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The 14th Annual State of the Mall Benefit Concert is taking place at the E-Bar in Guelph on Saturday, December 19th. This year's edition features a reunion show by Evan Gordon and the Sad Clowns and a normal show by Blimp Rock, plus the improv comedy stylings of The Making Box and stand-up comedy by Nick Flanagan. All proceeds benefit the Canadian Cancer Society towards leukemia research in memory of Sharon Marshall. Tickets are only available at the door and are $8 with a non-perishable food donation for the Guelph Food Bank and $10 without. The show starts at 10 p.m. and is all ages, but the E-Bar, located at 41 Quebec Street, is not a wheelchair-accessible venue. For more info, please visit vishkana.com or bookshelf.ca. Otherwise, stay out of the mall on Saturday, December 19th. This episode is brought to you by Pizza Trocadero, the finest pizzeria in all of Guelph, Ontario. They've got delicious gourmet pizzas or choose from an array of fresh ingredients and make whatever you like. Calzones, wings, panzerotti, salads, breadsticks, garlic bread. Pizza Trocadero has it all. You can find them at 7 Municipal Street in Guelph or visit them online at trocaderoguelph.ca. That's T-R-O-K-A-D-E-R-O-G-U-E-L-P-H.ca. Call them at 519-829-2444 for pickup or delivery. That's Pizza Trocadero, a place of the good trade. Creative Control with Beach Comic.
Thrasher is a gifted Anuk singer and songwriter who lives in Nanaimo, British Columbia. In 2014, three of Thrasher's earliest songs appeared on the wondrous and revelatory Light in the Attic Records compilation, Native North America Volume 1, Aboriginal Folk, Rock, and Country, 1966-1985, renewing interest in his and other Aboriginal artists' work. On October 30th, Thrasher's powerful 1981 debut album, Spirit Child, was reissued by Light in the Attic. And here now to discuss its history is Willie Thrasher. Hello, Willie. How are you? Oh, not, not too bad. Good morning. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very well. Where are you today? Uh, we're in Nanaimo, BC, and we're, and we're, just, uh, we're just sitting here relaxing, you know, just having our breakfast and, and, and then the interview now. Oh, there you go. That's that sounds like a nice time. <laughs> yeah. Really. <laughs> now, have you released an an album or any music publicly since 1981? Yeah, yes, uh, I did I did Assume Attack. Like uh, Assume Attack was the album that was released here in Nanaimo mm -hmm. with newer material uh, like uh, songs like uh, uh, like uh, The Great Land, Assume Attack, Odiac the thank you song, Sanage, you know, and all the songs that I've been uh, playing, uh, uh, like while I travel across Canada and the territories. Assume right. Attack is my latest album right now. And when did that come out? Eight years ago. Eight years ago. So was that the follow-up to Spirit Child, really? Is that no, you released no, anything no. Like, beyond uh, those two? Like, uh, it's just one day, like uh, one day, Linda, Linda just had an idea. Uh, put the album out. Let's put. I, I I was talking about trying to put an album out, and and then Linda Linda got the idea that it should be done immediately immediately. So uh, and so the idea uh, the idea was pulled through as soon as she mentioned it. The album was uh, was started to to be on the process of being recorded in Vancouver Island. Okay, all right. Well, that's interesting. I'm not familiar with that record, so I'm going to have to track that down. Yes. Uh, I want to ask you how you would characterize your experiences as a musician and as a person since Native North America was released last year, because I imagine your life has changed in some way. Uh, it hasn't changed too much. Like it's still, it's still, it's still. Uh, like I still got the uh, you know the feeling that I had when I wrote Eskimo Name Johnny, and and then and and then when I first became a musician. Uh, about 30 years ago when Spirit Child came out. And compared to now, like my, my, my voice is stronger, better, like my strumming is improved dramatically and my, the improvement in music and storytelling has improved dramatically. But Spirit Child was one of my earlier moments of being an Inuit songwriter from the Northwest Territories, trying to keep the traditional ways of the Inuit people alive through through our culture, through our stories, and me listening to them, and me writing songs about our traditional ways. So you you feel like you you I mean this this record that's being reissued is kind of prototypical Willie Thrasher. This is your is this your earliest batch of songs? Yeah, this this is my first experience as a songwriter, a long-haired Eskimo with you know like uh, people say that I look like Japanese with long hair or uh, Neil Young or, you know, 
you know, really fancy guitar, you know, and performing in college, festivals, universities, powwows, and and uh, ever since Spirit Child came out, you know, like I've been getting a lot of uh, a lot of uh, press at the time, at ni- uh, thirty years ago, and uh, and uh, and uh, it's been a big change for me ever since that happened. It's interesting. It must be weird for you to have all this attention. Like I would say, you know, in the last year or so, you've had a lot of attention for your work via this compilation and now this reissue of Spirit Child. But you're getting attention for something you wrote almost 40 years ago. And does it does that music still speak uh, to your perspective on the world? Uh, Because it's it's coming from a rather innocent place, I assume. These first this first batch of songs. Well, I put it this way. At the time that I wrote the songs, like uh, like Eskimo named Johnny, uh, Old Man Carver, Spiritual, like uh, like I was in true feelings of myself. That at the time that I, w- I had really a lot of feelings about the Inuit culture, our traditional ways of living. Eskimo named Johnny is when I first left home, then I got homesick, and uh, those songs had more meaning, more more meaning because. And more meaning because uh, I had I had the, the feeling at the time that how I felt like Eskimo named Johnny came because I, I missed Inuvik Northwest Territories and the Klavik and the song came out that way and and the song was more from the heart you know uh, from the heart because I I was just a young songwriter at the time. When you listen to it now, you hear you hear your young perspective. You hear your young voice. I mean, how does that make you feel? No, young. <laughs> <laughs> my my four year old son. I was playing Spirit Child during dinner, uh, though the record uh, during dinner, and my son out of nowhere, who doesn't normally make such comments, just said, "This this guy has a really good voice." Oh. you see, like uh, at at the time at the time that I released the album. Like uh, like uh, like I was a drummer. Like I, I used to be in the Cordell band, eh? Yeah, that's right. And I used to do all the screaming and yelling in the back, like you know, like the Beatles or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And I and and I never I never meant I was never meant to be a, a singer or, or a songwriter. But uh, it eventually came to me because of the old man that I met in 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 in, in the Nuvik at the dance that he came to our. Uh, Christmas or New Year's dance at night, and then and then he told us to write uh, about our cultures or about our traditional ways, and uh, and I didn't know what kind of voice I had at the time, but but it it eventually came, and and the way you hear a spirit child, that's how my voice was at the time, but compared to now, it's totally different now till then. Like my voice now, is totally strong and really powerful. Like it's right. it's different. Well, I, I I will say that as a music fan, I I appreciate the quaver in your voice, the the kind of sh- I like the I think you're alluding to the fact that you sound a little, I guess shaky. Like you sound maybe a little more tentative, and now you sound you, you're saying I think that you sound more confident. But I I think yes. it lends a, a a nice tone to those songs to have this this quavering voice, if I might say. Well, well, well right now, like 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 my voice is like aggressive. You know, like yeah, like I say, what I, I I I like. Okay, when people want to hear it, I don't need a microphone. Like 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 my voice is so loud, eh? Yeah. Okay, when when Linda and I are singing in the public, like we 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 don't need microphones. Like we like uh, we don't need because our voice is so strong. You know, and, and two voices to 
combine together like it's 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 like a special effect a special sound and that's why people like it now you and linda just so people who are listening understand you and linda actually are active buskers right no active performers like 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 we played in austin texas we played in Yellowknife. We, we 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 played in the levitation in vancouver and and and, and then we played in the lido in vancouver and then victoria bc and and for many years, like I was a busker down at the waterfront, you know, no, mm-hmm. uh, I'm a musician, like pl- playing playing for the tours, you know, the tours that uh, Japanese, Chinese tours, American tours that come to visit the Naimo. right? You know, and they and, and they come down to the waterfront to see the carvers, singers, dancers, and and performers like us. Uh, well, uh, uh, we've been singing down there for about for about thirteen years now, thirteen, fourteen years now. And you're still, I only bring it up because you mentioned how well you and Linda are able to project your voices without any microphones. And I assume that busking or playing outside gives you uh, training in, in how to make your voice sound as powerful and big as possible. Yes, uh, sometime from eight or nine blocks away. Like uh, people <laughs> could hear us from a long range, a long range, you know, and, and, and people love it, you know. It's, uh, oh, there they are. There they are. Let's go see them, you know, and you know, and 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 we got a lot of respect, from, you know, from the people from the Naimo and around the island, like for like like for being uh, ocean performers, and they people from all over the world had a lot of respect for us, you know. They they bought our CDs and you know, and they shook our hands and said, "Thank you very much for bringing good memories here at the island," you know, like. Like people, uh, people were calling us ambassadors of, of the Naimo. We, we, that's, we, you know, that's lovely. That's yes. actually quite lovely. I'm glad to hear that. I'm, it, it actually springs to mind a question uh, because you, you talk a little bit about the acceptance and the warmth you're receiving from people. But as an artist, have you ever felt resentful? Have you ever felt neglected in this country? Uh, not yet. Like, well, maybe a few, maybe three or four or five times, but. Very, very rarely, like uh, like I get rejected. Maybe maybe once or twice a year. That's it. But uh, you know, but uh, it, it it usually come from very odd person, like a very okay. odd person, or or or, or 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 somebody that doesn't appreciate, you know, uh, you know, Aboriginal folk music or storytelling. But it rarely happens. Very, very rarely it happens. The external perception is that. When Native North America was released, this shone a light on a whole culture that had been neglected, like a lot of music that had been forgotten. And we we would assume that this exposure would be transformative to the artists who are still thriving and alive and still working, you know, to have this renewed attention. And I guess I'm trying to figure, it sounds to me like you that you're not that impacted by that that exposure you were just doing what you were doing before and and keeping you know you're just trying to make music for the sake of making music is that fair yes and uh, and then and then when uh, kevin kevin house uh, got a hold of us uh, maybe about two and a half years ago and uh, and and then i had a, a and and then and then uh, linda found that thing on the uh, on the internet uh, you know that kevin house was looking for uh, looking for looking for me and 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 then and then I and then I told him he's probably another bullshitter, you know. Cause, you know, yeah. People were toying us around all these years, and 
you know, eventually, you know, you know, his name kept on coming on the internet. Then finally, we got a hold of him, and then, and then, and then we got together, and then, uh, and uh, after he showed us what he was doing, getting in touch with Willie Dunn, Morley Loon, Willie Mitchell, Lawrence Martin, and, and all the other performers, you know, and showing the hard work he did, you know, you know, you know, something, something started lightening up there, you know, so. So and, and so we went along with him, and then when uh, when the uh, like when the album came, when the CDs and the album came out, it was the, one of the greatest moments of my life. After songs of thirty years ago being brought back, and it brought back a lot of memories, you know, and and all the performers that I used to know, like Willie Dunn, who passed away, Morley Loon, mm-hmm. you know, he passed away, and some other performers too that passed away, and some of us are. Still traveling today, still performing like uh, William Mitchell is still doing his thing, you know, and David Campbell and uh, and other performers are still doing their own thing. And and I'm still doing my own thing, too. But it brought back a lot of powerful memories of where we started from. Nice. Well, speaking of memories, and I think also I... I... (laughs) I, as much, I I know Kevin and and uh, he's a really warm and knowledgeable guy. So I, you know, but I understand why you might be suspicious of him because it sounds like you've had some uh, mistreatment in the past. Uh, I'm curious, uh, what was your upbringing actually like, Willie? Well, well, my upbringing was sort of like was sort of like from the like like from the Mackenzie River, from the beautiful wilderness of the Northwest Territories, from the Lock House. In, in the McKenzie River to our dog team, to the wolf howling in the wilderness. And, and my mom and dad, you know, staying away from a clavic. A clavic was a little town about, about, uh, 40, uh, about 45, 65 miles away from our fish camp. Like my dad and mom wanted to stay away from radios and television, you know, just wanted to live in the bush and, and then be left alone. And, uh, and, uh, at the time, at the life in the wilderness, it was very close to me, very spiritual to me, and I was deeply in love with the land, with my mom and dad, until the college, un, until the uh, uh, the residential schools changed changed my life dramatically, and and ever since I was five years old, nothing was nothing was never the same again. Yeah. I, I've read a little bit about your background there and and how traumatizing that was. I uh, I feel badly for you. How are you? Are you, does this does that experience still impact you on a daily basis? Do you think about it often? Yeah, yeah. Like uh, like uh, every time I uh, like I, I have to go through uh, a number of things that I have to go through with the government or you know or, or, or with the residential school or you know like uh, like. Uh, like it, it, it affects me quite a bit, you know. But uh, I have, I have most of it, sort of like under control. Like, like, like I don't go out and drink and do crazy stuff, you know. Like, nothing. like I've been, uh, I've been clear sober now for over fourteen years, you know, and I've been trying to get my life together uh, for the past fourteen years. But the residential, the residential school experience of me uh, losing my mom and dad, not seeing them ten months out of the year, and not seeing my brothers and sisters, you know, you know, in a yearly basis, you know, you know, it was the biggest changing point of my life, you know, and and to mm-hmm. this and to this day, it really affected all our family. My brothers and sisters are not the same, 
you know, like we we're like we know where we are, each other are, you know, we say hello only something bad happens or or Merry Christmas or you know Happy Easter or you know or something happens to us. Sure. You know, and 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 that's how we are. You come from a, a very large family, don't you? Oh, oh, not too much. Like, uh, like my dad only had twenty-one kids. So, <laughs> you know. So, uh, is that is that is that an unusually large number? It seems like one to me. Well, 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 well for my dad, it is because his first wife he had eleven kids, and the second second, uh, and then and and then when his first wife died, he married his sister. That's my mom. And then he oh. had ten more. Wow. Okay. Wow. I didn't know that. Uh, that's well. I want yeah. to segue from that conversation into how you actually came to play music as a young man. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how you found music? Uh, well, in the Nuvik, the, 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 they had the radio station, uh, like up in the Nuvik, that was uh, CBC. Yeah. And 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 our local radio station was Naklavik. C-H-A-K, Klavik, and they did a lot of country music. They did a lot of, uh, you know, request music, you know, and, and news. And, and uh, we, we mostly hear, you know, like uh, good old country music or Buddy Holly or, you know, like, you know, and uh, Hank Williams, you know, Johnny Cash, you know, and it, it, it's, just, it's just like a home-style country, country radio station. Uh, back then, and and that's how I got interested into getting into music at the time. But I I I listened to it only when my dad turns the radio on. Hmm. So you listened to the radio, and you mostly heard uh, country and rock artists, white artists. Uh, what did they inspire you to play? Uh, no, like uh, it it wasn't until later on in uh, in uh, Grolier Hall, like. Uh, like like the first residential school I went to was Immaculate Conception in the Klavik. And then uh, in 1959, we all moved to uh, Grolier Hall. And that's where, the, and, and that's where the, 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 the big change in my life started because there was a lot of uh, people from down south moving to Nuvik. They had, uh, you know, uh, they had people, the armed forces were up there. They had a big radio station open up. And they had uh, maybe maybe uh, eight or nine musicians start showing up, you know, and and uh, and uh, that was a turning point in my life because I started hearing really good songs, you know, and and then while I was in Grolier Hall, there was a set of drums in the gymnasium, and I wanted to be left alone all the time, so I used to go to the gymnasium and play the drums and started learning to uh, be a drummer, and then. Then the movie came out, Hard Days Night, and Ringo was my favorite. And I started learning to become, uh, start, I started learning to become a drummer. And then after that, I met Louis Goose. He was a really good guitar player. And then him and I got together. And then Moses Kalanick joined in. Then my brother joined in, Lawrence Thrasher. And right. then Jerome Tucker. And then Cordells were born. And that's how I learned, that's how I learned to become a musician. And so, did the Cordells kind of sound a lot like the Beatles as well? Like, did you try to emulate the Beatles? Oh, uh, we were good. Like, uh, we did the Rolling Stones. I can't get noticed. I can't get the con- yeah. I can't get uh, no satisfaction. Rolling Stones, Beat Hard Days Night. We did Gloria. We did the Turtles. We did we did country rock and 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 
and uh, we were young and wild under the great northern light and 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 uh, <laughs> and uh, we did a lot of shows all over the territories nice so you mostly did other people's songs when did you first uh begin writing your own songs well one night one night we were playing at the uh like we were playing at the uh, at the uh, family hall and uh, it was a christmas dance that night and 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 then the cordels took a break and we all sat down and then after a while an old man came out from nowhere and 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 i never seen him before i never i never hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Seen him and he said, you came down and sat in our table. And then he said, why don't you write Inuit music? <laughs> about our culture, about our tradition, about our traditional ways, you know, and, uh, and, and then at the time I didn't know too much about our culture and, and this old man knew more about how we hunt, how we build our igloos, how we lived off the land and how our legend stories were. And I was very, I was very interested at the time. And then he started opening up my mind, my heart, and and I think that was the biggest turning point of my life that I started learning. Uh, I started learning who who I really was, where I really came from. Because the missionaries uh, did a really good job on me. That like they 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 made me forget who I was, where I came from, how we how we used to live off the land, and how we used to dance. And this old man brought back a uh, lot of memories of our traditional ways. And I think that was a big turning point of my life. How did you go about reconnecting with your heritage? Like, did you talk to your elders? Did you talk to your friends? Like, how would you go about reconnecting with where you came from? Like, when I listen to a song like Wolves Don't Live by the Rules, I it conjures lots of imagery, and I assume it's from uh, traditional storytelling, but I that's just my presumption. Well, anyway, like... Uh, uh, like uh, um, like like when I write songs about wolves don't live by the rules, you know, it's a song about the wolf that live, you know, you know, that live uh, in the wilderness, that live by their their own traditional ways. And me, when I write songs like I, I write songs about the Inuit culture of how of how we used to live a long time ago, the best way as I can, like 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 when that old man told me how we used to live a long time ago in our igloos, you know, our singing, drumming and dancing. Like I try to get close as I can to you you know, to where I really came from. And then put it to music, you know, and 
and and it was a hard thing for me at the time because it, uh, it was my first time as an Inuit songwriter, uh, you know, and it was a great experience for me to try to bring back our traditional ways by listening to elders, by mm-hmm. listening to the old man, by, by watching movies of how we used to live a long time ago. And for me, it was like, it was very difficult because I was young and I was just learning I was just learning to find out my roots, my 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 traditional ways of living. So, it was a very difficult life for me at the time. How old were you at that time? <laughs> Maybe about sixteen, seventeen. Sixteen or seventeen—that's a lot of pressure to put on, uh, or rather, a lot to deal with at that age. Uh, how soon after you began writing songs did you? go about recording uh, Spirit Child? Like, how, how how soon did you have that batch of songs together? Well, after Elijah Menrick came, uh, 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 like, like after I got a call from CBC in Montreal, Elijah Menrick told me that they were looking for uh, six to seven, eight, eight performers to do an album with CBC. And... Um, and, and, and then they called me, and, and, and then they called me to to see if I had any, had any Inuit songs. And I had Eskimo named Johnny. I had Spirit Child, you know, and then I had Old Man Carver, you know, and then, and then, uh, and then Elijah Mendrick from CBC, CBC told me that it was good enough. And he told me to come to Montreal that, that I could record an album. And, and that was the turning point of my life. Had you ever left the Northwest Territories before that moment? Um, I left. I left in the Northwest Territories when I was uh, in 1970. Oh, okay. And 1970, <laughs> and I haven't gone back since. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, and you lived in British Columbia ever since then. Yeah, I lived in British Columbia. I lived in Ottawa. I lived in Toronto. I lived in Victoria, Vancouver, oh, okay. Whitehorse, across Canada, and uh, and for the past uh, for the past 20 years, I've been living here at the island. Nice. Okay. So what was the process like in Montreal actually making Spirit Child? Like, were you happy with how the sessions went? Yes. Uh, it went really well because, because Elijah, Menrick, Elijah Menrick, he used to work with CBC in, in Nunavik. He, yeah, he stayed really close to me. He made me feel comfortable. And some people from CBC that worked in, in, in Montreal, I knew them, you know, and they, and they, and they kept me... Uh, you know, relaxed, comfortable, and I had about eight songs at the time ready, you know, and uh, and it took us about maybe about two weeks to record the whole thing, you know, and we did Eskimo Name Johnny, you know, Spirit Child, you know, Old Man Carver, you know, and gradually the, the, the Spirit Child was, uh, was released and... Uh, and that was the biggest turning point of my life because I started putting on radio stations all over the north, overseas, and it stayed it stayed alive for about a year and a half, and then it died right down, and everybody forgot about it. And until um, thirty years later, uh, Kevin yeah. House Kevin House found <laughs> That's it. The way it works sometimes, for sure. This record has a really distinctive sound to it: the guitar tones and things like that. Did you have a a role in that? Were you trying to uh, emulate anything at the time? Because it does, to me, have a very distinctive sound. How would you describe it? I I I would describe it as as, as my own style because no like as a, nobody nobody didn't want to teach me guitar. Nobody didn't want to teach me voice. Uh, 
you know, and and then I learned everything on my own, you know, and and that's how and and that's how I learned to become a guitar player, a strummer, you know, and then and then I developed my own voice, and and that's how, and that's how Woody Thrasher's music start start coming. Now you mentioned that the album came out, and and then it it uh, sort of went away, you know, as lots of albums do. They come out, they make. Uh, some kind of impact, hopefully, and then uh, people move on. Did this record have a particular impact on your community? Like, did people, were people like, holy, holy, yeah, like, wow, Willie, this is amazing. Like, did it change things for you in your in your community? Yes, I remember when, the, I remember when Spirit Child came out in, uh, uh, in, the, in the early 80s, and then I went up to Nuvik to, to play for the Great Northern Art Festival. You know, like uh, people from Manuvik, they were clapping their hands. Way to go, Willie! You know, people were people that they had the camera there. You know, the CBC was there. Way to go, Willie! You know, you know, and uh, you know, it felt pretty good. Like spiritual was being heard in Manuvik for the first time. You know, but like I said, it lasted only for a short while, and and then it faded away. Did you did you do a lot of touring beyond Canada? Like, did you go elsewhere? No, I, 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 the only place I went, or the only place I played was in the States, like uh, during, during the 80s, during the early 80s, early, early 80s, like I went to 39 states, in, uh, you know, and, uh, and across Canada. Wow, 39 states, that's, so you did, you promoted it a lot. Yes. 40, because Linda and I just finished playing in Austin, Texas not too long ago. Nice, nice. Okay, so you did promote it. And then you mentioned that your last record was out eight years ago. Yes. What was your next, and I think we may have covered this, so forgive me, but what did you do to follow up Spirit Child? Did you put out a record uh, shortly after, or what, what, what happened after Spirit Child came out? After, after, after Spirit Child came out, uh, Indian, Indian and Inuit Country came out, like, uh, like from uh, Sunshine Records in Winnipeg. That came out, and then the Sweet and the Sweetgrass album came out, you know, and uh, that's a follow up. But uh, but before that, Kevin House found two more two more like like forty five forty fives. At the time that came out, like Eskimo named Johnny Inuit chant, you know, you know the 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 albums that I forgot I I forgot uh, all about, you know. And uh, so uh, the so it wasn't it wasn't uh, it wasn't that big of a recording, but it was sort of like a follow up after Spiritual came, or it, yeah, like during the time of Spiritual, I mean. And did you do something else for a living beyond playing music uh, after Spiritual came out? Well, I did a lot of firefighting. How everywhere I went across Canada, I always had my guitar. Like I did, I work like I work different jobs to keep me going. But mostly, I did festivals. I did school, college, universities. You know, meeting other performers, wondering if I should make music full time or find a job. You know, so one day, one day, uh, one day, I just decided. You know, okay, it's you know, it's uh, it's going to be the guitar. I chose right. it, I, I, even though I knew I was going to go through a hard time. You know, I chose it. I said, and this is the path that I'm going to take. Because my dad traveled for 21 years all, 
you know, by boat all over, all over Canada. I mean, all over the great Northland. And I chose to do what my dad did is to travel. But the only the difference, I, I wanted to be a performer. Sorry, what did your father do? He was, he was a whaler. And uh, he drove Our Lady of Lords uh, like the schooner for, for the residential school for the Roman Catholics in the Northwest Territories for 21 years. Oh, wow. Wow. And so you've got traveling within your bones is what you're saying. Traveling within your blood. Yes. 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 That's a good title. Traveling in my bones. Yes. <laughs> traveling in my bones. Yes. Now, uh, <laughs> there seems to be a greater consciousness and appreciation for the Aboriginal way of life and the hardships that you endured within this country. Does the support and acknowledgement of non-Aboriginal Canadians or government officials mean much to you at this point? I, I right now, like, I like, uh, like, uh, like, okay, like uh, when when Linda and I perform anywhere across Canada or anywhere for the festivals, even even from Fluffy. But our our our, our music our music is uh, respected all over, uh, like all over the world. People from Japan, Holland, Switzerland, people from. Uh, uh, you know, people. You know, people that never heard of uh, Aboriginal music before, and they hear Linda and I performing by the ocean. You know, and playing for the tourists, and playing for the festivals. You know, like playing in Austin, Texas, in Victoria. Like we, 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 we get the greatest response from everybody. And usually, when we have maybe fifty or sixty CDs, you know, they're gone right away. But people. People come to for our autographs and thank you for making today, you know, and listen to really good music, and they appreciate us very much. So it it really opens up our hearts, you know, Linda and I to to perform more, to meet young kids, to meet elderly, and and to meet people from around the world. Do you have any particular hope that? with the election of Justin Trudeau and the Liberal government, do you have any hope that this will signify or create any particular changes that are necessary in terms of uh, respect and acknowledgement of ind Indigenous culture in Canada? Yes, uh, well, 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 I hope, uh, you know, there's, I hope, you know, you know, the, the dramatic change is going to be better now because in this, in this day and age, like, uh, we need each other, the world needs each other. You know, like like the animals, the uh, you know the birds and the wildlife around the world, the the ocean, the river, the mountains. You know, we cannot uh, 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 let them be what they are today, cause cause the world's going through a lot, a lot of massive changes, and we got to work with the with the guy with the government. We got to work together with the Aboriginal people. We got to work together. With the whole world, never mind just working with one-on-one with -on, -one on basis, but we, we have to work all together uh, in the world to, to, save, to save what we got left, you know, to clean our air, to clean our system, clean the ocean, you know, and, 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 and to bring back much uh, of what the animals from the ocean, from the mountains, from the land, the animals that needs it, the bird that needs so many things, and mostly to ourselves. And... The more we give back to Mother Earth, the more we give back, the more greener she will come. And the more the government work with us and we work with the government, the closer we will be. 
you know, but it's it's got to be a massive change. Like we have to change our way of thinking. We have to change, you know, you know, uh, the uh, uh, the things that we do. So it'll be a better life for our children in the future. It'll be a better life, you know, for people, uh, you know, for animals like Fluffy or or it'll be or or it'll be better life for the people from the ocean you know from the killer whales to belugas to the caribou to the polar bears to the eagles to the mice everything that lives in this earth we got to give them a second chance and the only way that we're going to do it is to work together it sounds like you're saying that it's not really just the government that can make the change it's all of us all of us all of us right Okay. Oh, it's it's like we need to work together and, and 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 put our mind together as one. Well, that's well put. What what's next for you, Willie? You you do have this increased uh, profile because of these light in the attic reissues. Have you thought about uh, putting together a new album of music or doing more touring? What, yeah, what do you yeah, have planned? We, we are uh, well. Uh, we are, we are working right now. Uh, Linda and I are working right now on a couple of new tunes that uh, that. Uh, that that uh, light in the attic want us to, to you know you 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 know to release, so hopefully hopefully like uh, within six months six months to a year, hopefully that like the new albums will be uh, uh, will be out because Kevin right now is working uh, quite a bit on uh, festivals across Canada states around the world and and. Uh, uh, and, and, and people are giving then uh, people are giving us a call for Linda and I to perform here and there, including Willie Mitchell, including the other people from uh, from Light in the Attic. The other native performers are getting called right now. So, so it's, it's slowly it's slowly being lit up. So it's 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 a big turning point of our life right now. Well, I mean, for what it's worth, congratulations. I think that's great, and I'm excited for you. And at this point in your life, it's amazing. Yes, thank you very much. Well, once again, Willie Thrasher's 1981 album, Spirit Child, has just been reissued by Light in the Attic, and people can learn more about it at lightintheattic.net, and I urge you to pick it up. It's a wonderful, wonderful record. Uh, Willie, if there's a song from this record that we can play right now for people, which one would it be? Can you pick one for us? Wolves Don't Live by the Rules. <laughs> oh, well, we talked about that one earlier. I think that's... That, uh, that's really funny because, you know, like, uh, like, I, like I went to different places. I thought uh, Spirit Child would be, uh, would be like, Eskimo named Johnny would be like, but it's funny, people like, uh, you hear that wolf howling on that guitar and, and wolves don't live by the rules. People, people start picking that up. So I'm really glad that they chose that one because it brought memories when I was five years old living in the <laughs> wilderness, you know, so... Yeah, it's fun. It's an amazing song. So this is it. This is Wolves Don't Live by the Rules by Willie Thrasher. Willie, it's been an honor and a pleasure to have you on the show, and I, I hope we meet in person someday, and I thank you for your time. Yes, thank you very much, my friend. Hopefully we'll meet and talk again. Don't live by the rule. 
Thrasher there with Wolves Don't Live by the Rules. That is from his excellent and newly reissued album, Spirit Child. And I'd like to thank Willie, his wife Linda, and uh, Kevin House, and Stephanie over there at Light in the Attic Records for making this happen. If you want to learn more about Willie Thrasher and his album, Spirit Child, and lots of other great music, visit lightintheattic.net. Coming up on Creative Control of Vishkana in the next little while... One of the most enjoyable podcast interviewing experiences I've ever had. Peter Demakos of the band Blimprock asked me to meet him for sushi in Toronto, and we did. And it was highly entertaining for me. I hope you get to hear it and feel the same. That's coming up very soon on the show. Michelle McAdory put it, has just put out a new record. It's brilliant. It's called Into Her Future, and she and I... Uh, had a chat recently, so you're going to hear that. Evan Gordon of Evan Gordon and Sad Clowns and I are going to talk. We haven't done it yet. That's the plan, so hopefully you'll uh, hear that before too long. And and more stuff to come as well. Probably going to take a break for the Christmas holidays. That's my plan. I'll let you know if anything changes somehow, but I think that's the plan. If you want to follow and keep track of this show, Creative Control with Vishkana, you can. It's on iTunes. You can download, stream, review, rate, share episodes on iTunes. You can also do something similar at audioboom.com and on my website at vishkana.com. There's a Patreon page for those of you who want to make a flexible monthly donation to the show. And I'd like to thank uh, recent patrons, Marshall Coston, Michael J.D. Felice, and Robert Lawson for their recent contributions. Thanks, guys. What can I say? It means a lot. I really appreciate it. And if you listening, if you haven't done it yet and you want to contribute to the show in some way, please uh, visit patreon.com and look up Creative Control at Vishkana. We have t-shirts for sale uh, for the show. You can look at them at the Patreon page uh, or at vishkana.com. And if you like one, just uh, send me a message and we'll figure something out. should be uh, no problem. Creative Control at Vishkana is also on Facebook and on Twitter at Vishcreative. And I'm on Twitter at Vishkana. And you can listen to this, an episode just like this one, or maybe something a little bit different 
on CFRU 93.3 FM in Guelph, Kitchener-Waterloo region, uh, 93.3 FM. Wednesdays at noon Eastern Standard Time. It's also available around the world at CFRU.ca. So that's the deal. I'll be hosting my uh, long night talk show at the Great Hall in Toronto on Saturday, December 12th. So if you want to stop by, uh, please do. It's at 9 p.m. My guests uh, this week are Casey Messia, the host of The Doc Project on CBC Radio 1. We have comedy from Matt O'Brien and a uh, conversation also with uh, Niece Benson, a local journalist and nightlife enthusiast. So she's going to be on the show. It's going to be a good show. I think it's going to be fun. Maybe some surprises. So again, uh, Saturday, December 12th at the Great Hall in Toronto for a long winter, long night with Ishkana. So hopefully we'll see you there. Okay, that's all I got. I will talk to you soon. Thank you. Goodbye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.